Chapter 5. I'd Rather Go Blind. The next morning, Carol sat down beside Amy on the couch at the cafe and took a sip of coffee for courage. She wasn't sure how she was going to start, but Amy dove right in. So, how did it go with Steve after I left? Any fireworks? She raised her eyebrows and grinned. Well, to be honest with you, I don't think it went that well, Carol replied. He's a little intense for me. I'm sure he's nice. I just say no more. Amy replied, holding up her hand. I know exactly what you mean, and I think I might have someone more your type in mind. Oh, Amy, I don't know, she said. It's just so soon after Ryan. She took another sip of coffee. What happened to your husband if I'm not being too nosy? Amy asked. It's okay, Carol said quietly. It was a car wreck. A little over a year ago, things had been difficult between us before that, so it's been complicated. The idea of moving on, I mean... That makes sense, Amy said, nodding. I'm so sorry. That must have been so hard to lose him unexpectedly like that. You know, I've often thought as difficult as Honey's illness was, it gave us time to say goodbye, to get things settled. To not have that chance must have been so tough for you. It was unexpected, Carol continued. She paused as memories started flooding back, then shook her head. So, see, I'm not really looking for anyone at all to date. Cal's another factor, too. I want to be extra careful about the people I bring into his life, you know? Of course, Amy said. You wouldn't want to see anyone you weren't sure about. I completely understand. Oh, my goodness. Thank you so much for understanding, Carol said. Charlie said you would. Charlie? Oh, yeah. I mean, I talked with him about it yesterday, since we're kind of in the same boat of losing a spouse and all. Amy frowned. I just wanted his perspective on everything, especially since he's known you for so long. I didn't want to offend you or hurt your feelings or anything. Carol grabbed her hand. I'm just so glad we're friends. I didn't want anything to mess it up. Sweet girl, of course not, Amy replied. I'm so glad we're friends too. I just think you're far too beautiful to be on your own. What? Carol laughed. Well, thank you, but do you think all pretty people are paired up with someone? Besides, I'm not on my own. I have Cal and my sister and now you. God doesn't let us stay lonely. No, he doesn't, Amy agreed. I feel like that's why he gave Honey and me such a strong friendship from the start. He knew our families would need each other over the years. We've tried to be there for Charlie in the same way he and Honey were always there for us. Even though we didn't have children, we were part of every step of the girls' lives, and that always meant so much to us. Oh, I love that, Carol said. And he brought you here too, Amy said. I'm certain of it. Me too, Carol said, leaning over and giving her a hug. I'm not completely sure why yet, but I know he always has a plan. The summer continued without any other mention of fix-ups, much to Carol's relief. And one Friday afternoon, Amy flagged her down in the parking lot. Hey, Amy said, I've got a couple of ideas for some things we can do for kids through the rest of the year. Kind of building on kids camp since it's done so well. Would you want to meet up and brainstorm a little bit with me? Maybe do a little off-the-clock design. Of course, that sounds fun, Carol said. Would Sunday afternoon be okay? That works, Amy said. If we meet over at the church gym, Cal can play while we talk. Will you bring your laptop? Sure. Sounds like a plan, Carol said. When they met on Sunday afternoon, a basketball game was already in progress. So Carol made Cal promise to stay off to the side and practice his dribbling while the guys played. A large table and chairs were just outside of the gym, and she and Amy settled into work there. She pulled up her laptop and opened the files Amy had sent her. 
Okay, here's what I was thinking, Amy said. Since Kids Camp has gone so well, what if we started offering childcare with activities on the days schools are out through the year? Maybe not Thanksgiving or Christmas, but you know, Labor Day, President's Day. Those times when kids would be out, but a lot of parents would still have to work. The youth group could staff it and use it as a fundraiser. Oh, that's fabulous, Carol said. I think people would love it. I know I would. I was thinking about calling it DCC Play Days. Oh, or what about Game Days? Amy asked as Carol adjusted the gradient on their current logo. Oh, yeah, I like that, Carol said. And what if we did kind of a sporty font like this? She made a few more adjustments and turned the laptop more towards Amy. Yes, Amy said. That's perfect. You're a genius. Okay, fellow genius, I'll keep working on it this week and have something to you by Friday. Then I'll take it to the church admin group for approval and see if we can get it ready to advertise by the end of kids camp, Amy said. It's a quick turnaround, but I think we can make it happen. Can you believe we're only a couple of weeks away from wrapping up? No, I really can't. The summer has absolutely flown, Carol replied. It's been more fun than I could have imagined. I told you it would be, Amy said. Is Cal ready to start school? I think so. Several of the kids in his class here are in the same kindergarten class, so he's feeling good about it. And he's excited about his birthday coming up, too. You're still coming to the party, right? Of course, Amy replied. I wouldn't miss it. Hey, Carol continued. What if we did something with the schools to advertise this? It's the right timing, and we could send home a flyer with parents that first week. Brilliant. Look at us, the dream team right here, Amy laughed. Let me see how he's doing, Carol said. She craned her neck to look into the gym. Then the doors suddenly slammed open, and the group of men who'd been playing came out laughing loudly. She saw Cal immediately run onto the court after they left and start trying to shoot baskets. Oh, he's great, she said, leaning back from the laptop and stretching her arms out in front of her. Then she abruptly sat up straighter, a smile growing on her face as Charlie came out of the gym at the back of the group. He waved, looked from her to Amy, shook his head in mock disapproval, then winked. As he headed to the locker room, laughing at something one of the other guys said, she noticed his white shirt was wet, and she could see his back muscles through it. Wow, he's really strong, she thought. His legs, too. Wow, she thought again. They'd been so busy watching the kids that she'd never really looked that closely at him. Amy's back was to the gym, but when she saw Carol's reaction, she looked behind her at the group. Who are you waving at? Kevin Hames? Oh my goodness, he would be perfect for you. He's so cute and single, though goodness knows how. He manages real estate investments in Dallas, so he does very well. Carol blushed and pulled her hair into a ponytail. Her neck was suddenly tingling, and it felt warmer in the room than she'd realized. Then she shook her head as she processed what Amy had said. Oh, um, no, I thought I told you I didn't want to be fixed up. Well, I know, but you clearly saw something you liked over there. Kevin, right? He was the one in the blue shirt, African-American guy, the tall drink of water. Carol shook her head again and tried to get the image of Charlie out of it. I don't know what you're talking about. I saw nothing and I'm not interested, she said firmly, turning her attention back to the laptop. Amy frowned. It's not because he's not white, is it? She asked, lowering her voice. I mean, I know you're from Alabama, but you should know up front that things are more diverse here. Texans are very open and accepting people. Carol stared at her for a second, then burst out laughing. I know Alabama has a reputation, but don't insult my whole state, she said. 
And this is probably a good time to tell you that my grandmother was African-American. So my mother was biracial and my dad was white, but he did all kinds of work for civil rights along with his ministry. You're not going to find a bit of prejudice in me. Well, that's a relief, Amy replied. So do you want me to introduce you to Kevin then? Carol laughed again. No, she said. Thank you, but I'm, um... She trailed off as the group came out of the locker room. Charlie had changed into a light yellow polo shirt that accentuated how tan he'd gotten over the summer. He was wearing a Baylor cap and sunglasses, and he looked like he was ready to hop in a convertible. Fine, she said softly. Her heart sped up as he waved on his way out. Amy looked at the group again. Okay, if you say so, she said suspiciously. Just let me know when you change your mind. Thank you, Carol said, picking up the laptop and bringing herself back to reality. But I think Cal and I are doing just fine on our own. 